Curtin Cade mornings, not just on the radio. It's a podcast, too. God is great not only because he is so big and he takes care of the big things, he's also great because he cares about the small things yes. that are big things mm-hmm. to us. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's those God moments when he intervenes uh, with these whole thoughts in your head. Who knew when I shared a story about something that happened to me, it had to do with a bulb that needed to be replaced in a taillight. Just kind of sharing the story, but God had other plans for that conversation. I was working on my rear taillight because when I pulled into the parking lot yesterday, uh, Mark was right behind me. And uh, you know, I pulled in and he's like, hey, man, I think uh, you've got a taillight issue, a brake light issue or what have uh. you. So I was like, oh, yeah, it's probably, you know, it's just a bulb. No right. big deal. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not Mr. Fix-It. I've had to learn how to do some things uh, to survive as an adult. Sure. But I'm not a Mr. Fix-It guy. See, there's a couple of things I always wanted to be that I aspired to be, and I and God never gave me that bent. Number one is to be an artist, to be able to paint or mm-hmm. draw. Yeah. And I failed art. We've talked yeah. about that yeah. and how Sad. it scarred me from the inside out. <laughs> <laughs> In eight, that was eighth grade, guys, not uh, second grade. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Eighth grade. I, I was thinking You know younger, the story. Don't act okay. like you don't know it. Or maybe you didn't pay attention. I said eighth grade. Well, I thought it was first grade or second yeah, grade. First eighth second, grade, you are fine, a loser. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Anyway, all right. So there's that. And I always wanted to be able to uh, be a handyman kind of guy and fix things around the house and fix the car and all that stuff. And I just never have had that ability. So anyway, but I can do little things. I'm like, all right. Thanks, Mark, for helping me out. Ran to the auto parts store after the show yesterday, got my new bulb, and uh, came back, and and I thought, I'll just uh, pop this thing in right now. Well, you know, the rear taillights and and brake lights are a lot easier in my car to replace because you have that liner in the trunk. You just pop out those little things, and you Uh have access, and you can change it out. Right. How many Kurtz does it take to change a light bulb? <laughs> well, um, my car is quite old. I love my car. It has 200, almost 216,000 miles on it. Thank you, Honda, for making a very good Accord. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. I love that car. It's been a great car. But it's old, you know, yeah. and they, these plastic yeah. little things that keep the liner of the trunk in, uh, you're supposed to unscrew them. So I'm trying to unscrew. Well, first of all, I'm like, I don't have a screwdriver. And then I went to engineer Josh's office. He not only has every tool known yes. to mankind, he has tools you could do surgery in there, right? This is true. Have you seen that? It's like these, uh, <laughs> you know, these these little scissors and stuff that they use for surgery. Oh, yeah. He has that yeah. in his office. And I'm like, wow, this is cool. So I get a screwdriver and then I'm like, all right, how many Kurtz does it take to unscrew <laughs> the plastic thing here? And I kept. Trying and trying and trying. It wasn't catching, wasn't catching. And I'm like, what am I going to do? And then JB arrives and pulls into the parking lot. Oh. This was after you left. You cruised up behind me. Yeah. Said, hi, said, see you later. See Have a nice day. <laughs> and I just kind of wave at you. But that's what I was working on. So then JB comes in and he's like, hey, Kurt, how you doing? I'm like, well, I'm doing good, but I'm trying to change this light bulb and the liner and this thing isn't popping out, et cetera. And he's like, boy, I hate that when that happens. And I'm like, yeah. So anyway, uh, I was 
kind of telling him about that, and he was, and so he paused and he prayed for me. No, I'm just kidding. He just said good luck with that, and then he was gone because he said I'm not good at these things anyway. I'm I'm leaving because I am, will be of no guy. help yeah. uh-huh. to you at all. And I'm like, okay, we're radio people, we're not engineers. So anyway, so it wasn't working, wasn't working. So then I went back into Josh's office, and I I, I just noticed these um, needle nose pliers, and I'm like, maybe that would work. So I grab the needle nose pliers, go back to my car, and I'm trying to hold it and unscrew it because I don't want to break the plastic tab because that'll mess everything up. I was getting frustrated. And so I, what does it mean to pray without ceasing? And I'm like, you know, just walking through your day in the presence of the Lord. He's your friend. He's with you, right? Right. This is the way I've always lived my life. Uh And I realize that changing a bulb in my car, you know, the taillight of my car is not that big a deal, but it was that big of a deal for me then to yes. take care of it. And so I'm like, well, you know, Lord, please, uh, please help me out here. I really, you know, help me to unsnap this and get this thing so I can, and I pray that that's the problem and it's not an electrical problem because it was doing some funky stuff. So the, the pliers were laying there and I, I'm telling you guys. This I cannot tell you how many times God has helped me like this. Clear as day, it was not me. Okay? This mm-hmm. is how practical our God is. Yes. Uh-huh. Grab the needle nose pliers, pull out the liner a little bit, hold on to uh, the bottom part of the screw that you can see exposed there, and then unscrew it. Now, that's not me. I did it, and it worked perfectly. Wow. And I pulled it God back, put the, I put, I put yeah. it in the bulb, uh-huh. and it worked with, you know, no problems. Mark, thank you for helping me to test that after yes. after that. But I bring this up because we tend to think that these things don't matter to God. Oh, I don't want to bother God with that, but maybe, you know, if I get a, uh, a, a bad diagnosis or maybe yeah. I have something else that's going on. God is great not only because he is high and mighty. Yeah. He's great and so big. But he's great also because he cares about the teeny tiniest little yes. details of our lives. Hairs on your head. Yep. Yep. That's our God. This was not a big deal, but it was. And it was a reminder for me that God is always there for me and I need to trust him in everything. This is a lesson that I at least, and I would imagine all of us, we need to relearn that lesson over and over mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. over again. God with us. Maybe you, you've lost something. Lord, I don't know where it is. My keys, my wallet, my phone. But you know where it is. Could you help me find it? And he has helped me find lost stuff. And again, there are some people who are like, well, you know, is, was that just coincidence or whatever? There's no way. He no. has helped me in so many times. And I'm telling mm-hmm. you, this recent example is, is a classic example of this because I wasn't even thinking that this approach would work, and I'm not that kind of guy who's really Mr. Fix-It. Yeah. So it, it, it was a great moment. It was, okay, a holy ground moment in the parking lot. Yeah. When I'm, when I'm, yeah. I'm replacing the light bulb. I, I mean, that's cool. Has anybody else ever had a moment like that? Uh-huh. Where in the moment, it wasn't that big a deal, but God helped you. Whatever, whatever it is, finding something, fixing something, uh, prompting someone to do something, you know, whatever it is, have you seen God show up in your life like that? We all need to be reminded that he is with us in even the small things. So I want to give you an opportunity to call and share your story. You heard my story, and I know 
It's not that big a deal, but to me, it certainly was. Maybe you can identify with that. Let's go to William. Hi, William. How are you? Good morning. Good morning. How are you doing Praise today? Praise the Lord. Uh, I drive trucks for a living. I have for 36 years. I own my own truck. One day I was driving down the road, and all of a sudden my trucks, uh, I have uh, the, what, the engine brake. It's called a turbo brake. helps slow it down. Uh, I used it, and I went to take off again, and, and my truck wasn't going. And I said, and the Lord had taught me that he's the one who created the mind. He's created the minds that created and engineered everything that we have. And so he taught me, I go to him. I said, Lord, what's going on? He said, pull over, open your hood. I said, okay. So I pull over and open the hood. Now what? Go around to this side of the engine. He, and he, he has me to focus my eyes. He said, you see that? He said, the spring has gotten weak, and it won't let uh, the wastegate open back up. He said, "Use your get a glove. I get my glove, and I, I open it up. And he said, and I got back in the truck and drove down the road. It was fine. And uh, he said, you're going to need to have that replaced because it's, it's weak. Man, wow. William, see, that's the deal. Wow. And when we yeah. say, well, God said, you know, those and who are I not believers. I, I totally, Again, I, yep. I want to say that it wasn't an audible voice, right? But it's mm-hmm. that thought that is so other to you. And if you know the tone of God's voice because you're in his word a lot, yeah. you can tell when it's him, when you've been yes. walking with him. William, thank you so much for sharing that. Let's see. Who's next to join us? Uh, let's go to Tenley, who's joining us from Naples. Hi, Tenley. How are you? Hi, good morning, Kurt and Kay. I'm wonderful. Great. Bet you got a story. Uh, You know, I, first of all, Kurt, I loved your story and how you live your life, like praying continually through all those little things is pretty much how I live mine. And because of that, God has showed up Mm -hmm. hundreds of times. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, so I have, I have several stories, but I'll keep it short. Um, on two occasions, two different separate occasions, people have lost wedding rings. Once was in my backyard during a, a gathering, and the second time was at a big banquet that we were having. Or not we, but, you know, it was, it was going on. And um, the one wedding ring was my boss's at the banquet, and the other one was a friend's in the backyard. Anyway, I prayed. I mean, I, I, in the banquet, I went to the bathroom. I just prayed, and that wedding ring was found. Now, they had to dig through the trash to get it, but it was found. Same thing in my backyard. We all gathered in a circle. We all prayed. We searched and searched, but that ring was found. But the most, um, and this happened super early in my life when I was a young married woman. My husband had given me a cross necklace uh, when we were dating, and I was wearing it uh, while we were on a canoe trip. The canoe trip was in a river called the current river in Missouri. It's pretty wide, very clear water, but super rocky bottom, just tons of pups, pups, not. I lost this necklace in that river and there's swift flowing water. And anyway, I, it was so precious to me. I, I just, I stood there and I prayed and prayed. And I mean, there was not even, you know, a chance in a million that I was going to find that necklace, but I prayed and I, turned around and saw a little glimmer of silver down in the rocks. And there was my necklace. Look at that. Wow. 
Wow. Do you see this? Yeah. Aren't these stories great? They are. I'm glad my bulb was all, <laughs> you know, it, that it burned out and that I had trouble replacing it. Because yeah. now we get to hear these other stories. Tedley, thank you so Love much. That. We thank appreciate you. you. Let's go to Lakeland and Sean. Hi, Sean. How are you? Good morning. Great to have you with us. Give us the details of uh, your story. So a year and a half ago, I take the leap of faith to go work for myself as a cabinet and custom trim installer. And we recently had to go, we're approached with, hey, can you guys put tongue and groove ceiling at this front entry? It's 30 feet in the air. I'm like, sure, yes, we can. And had my helper, we start off our day. And I was like, all right, let's pray, pray over this. We didn't have everything we needed, but we were able to get it done with the scaffolding plus a ladder and one walk plank. And the whole time I'm up there on that one single walk plank, it felt like almost being on a cushion of air. And we actually got that project done in a relatively quick amount of time. And I was like, wow, that, that didn't take long at all. Once we were breaking everything down, sit back and look at it. And that's not the best part. The best part, I was struck with a heart attack. Not good at struck with a heart attack, but that was Memorial Day weekend of this year. Hmm. The great part was I woke up on, that happened on a Sunday morning, and I woke up on Wednesday afternoon and was released on that Friday and was able to go to work or go back to church on that Sunday morning following it. Hmm. And our evangelist at our church had told me that when he visited me on Tuesday and every tube and pipe that was coming out of my body, keeping me alive and getting me back where I needed to be, did my paperwork so I was clinically dead for 45 minutes. When I walked in that church, when I walked into that church on that following Sunday, Everyone looked at me, they just saw a ghost. Wow. The wow. Lord raised you up. <sighs> wow. Oh, this is good. God in the moment. What does it mean and what does it look like to walk with God throughout your day in the course of your average, ordinary, everyday life? When you are walking with the Lord, there is no such thing as average and ordinary. He is as close as he could possibly be. We tend to think, well, he's up there sometimes. Mm-hmm. No, he's down here in the nitty-gritty with us. Does he care about the fact that I need to do a little fix on my car and I'm not competent to do it? Would he really help me? He did. And so these stories are really magnifying our big God who cares about the small things in our lives. Thank you for taking some time to listen to this episode of the Curtain Cape Mornings podcast. We always welcome a review with your thoughts and comments, and please feel free to subscribe and follow us as well. Trucker Carlos has a story. Hey, Trucker Carlos, how you doing? <laughs> good, good. Good morning, everybody. All the listeners up there. Good morning, Carlos. I got a nice easy one. You know, the worst thing that you lose always as a man is your wallet. Yep. And I ha- I have a it's about just a bit a little bigger than the slim wallet that's a bigger a little than a credit card on the license. So I'm traveling from the East Coast to Tampa. I'm I live in Brooksville, so I call I'm talking to my wife, hey, you wanna get something to eat? Say, oh, yeah, no problem, I'll drive to Tampa, we'll meet you. So okay. So I pull over on the truck, stop over there, I get everything ready, I put my keys and my wallet on the dash, like that when she comes over, I just grab it and go. So she shows up, I just got up, boom, boom, get on her car, we go to the restaurant. I put my hand on my pocket and I have my wallet. I said, okay, great. Uh, I left it on the truck. I have my keys, so it's got to be on the truck. So I go back, 
we finish eating, we go back to the truck. I come back to the truck, so I'm looking on the truck for the wallet. I can't see it. I get out of the truck. I go to the car. I look at her car. We drove to the restaurant and nothing. Come back to the truck, and I'm getting frustrated because now i got to get my license, credit cards, and everything. Mm-hmm. I'm in Tampa. i got to drive and all that. So as I'm getting frustrated, I took a moment as I'm walking from the car to the truck for the fourth time to look inside the truck. I said, please, God, help me find the wallet. I don't want to go to the trouble. As I'm walking, I'm getting open in the door. I see a flash, like a whole vision of the wallet falling from the dash into the console on the steering wheel in between the dash. I'm being so small. I mean, I looked all over. I couldn't see. As I'm getting, I looked. And the whole time it was right there. <laughs> oh, oh, look at that. But yeah. see, Carlos, this isn't that the beautiful thing about walking with God? It's like, who am I going to yeah. turn to? Who are you going to call? Not Ghostbusters. You're going to call your <laughs> Heavenly Father. Just talking with Him as you go through your day. That's fellowship. That's how you build that relationship with God. He is our Father. Yes, He's God. He's holy. He's high. He's lifted up. But He is as close as our next breath. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's how it is. Amen. <laughs> we got to trust them. Thanks, Carlos. We appreciate you very much. Blessings to you. Have a great day today, my friend. Let's go to Diane and Claremont. Hi, Diane. How are you? Hey, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. What's your story? So hopefully, I don't drop out and lose you guys. Um, first of all, I could, I've, I've been walking with the Lord since for 50 years, and I could fill a, a coffee book table of one liners on the the jewelry we found in the that we prayed for in the parking spaces and um, the window of no rain so I can run out of my car and get into work. And all God, I think God looks for us to just trust him for the little things. But I was sharing that um, 35 years ago, I was in a bad situation at work with a boss who just did not like me. And I had been given a preview call by someone looking out for me saying it's going to be bad tomorrow. And I was living home with my parents, and I went down and I cried, and I had to pray with me and went to work the next day. And um, halfway into the day, my mom called me, and she said, have you seen Dad? And I'm like, no. Well, we live an hour away from where I work. And I said, I'm at work. And she said, I know. She said, he's in the parking lot. And um, he stayed in the parking lot for my nine-hour shift in case I needed him Uh because he knew the abuse I was about to take. And 35 years later, I am telling you, because of my dad, I see God like that, like a dad who's there at all times, just waiting to rescue us. Just waiting to rescue us. Wow. Diane, that's powerful. Our God is good. See, that's the one concept maybe that we could camp out on. Maybe you haven't thought about that a lot. Or maybe you haven't thought about it significantly in a while. Just think about that today. As you go through your day today, God is good. God is good. The goodness of God. You know, when Moses had the encounter with the Lord, show me your glory. Mm -hmm. Remember that snapshot out of Scripture? The Lord said that he was going to let all of his goodness pass before him. I will pass before you in all of my goodness. Mm. Refuse to believe bad things about God. Mm -hmm. The enemy of your soul will try to make you feel like he is a million miles away. But God, through these little moments in our lives, 
we're all sharing them. I mean, look how many people are sharing their stories. Through these little moments, he's teaching us to trust in him. And that is goodness. Hang on to these moments. They are not average. They are not ordinary. And you will need to remember them when you go through the waters because he will encourage you. When you go through the waters, I will be with you. When you walk through the fire, I will be with you. I am with you in the small things, and I am with you in the big things. And the small things that are big things to you, I'm there as near as your next breath. Let's go to Dana next in Ocala. Hi, Dana. So glad you're with us. Good morning. Thank you for having me on. Um, Every day I speak to the Lord as I drive into work for Him to give me the words to say and, and to be able to minister to others. And I talk to Him like He's my father, but yet my friend. And this is a funny story. When I was a younger um, married couple, I had one of those wonderful goldenrod or maize co- colored stoves. Remember oh, yeah. Those in the back yes. Of the day? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so on that. <laughs> on that wonderful stove that I surrounded with sunflowers in my kitchen to make it work, um, <laughs> yeah, I had one eye that was still working. The other three were not. And we were living paycheck by paycheck and trust in the Lord. And I had a girlfriend that I would shop once a week at night at Walmart. So our kids were sleeping and our husbands were keeping them. She showed up into my home apologizing profusely for bringing her husband's broken down pickup truck that we had to ride in. And I said, it's not about that. Let's go have fun. Come on, who cares? So as we were driving to the grocery and she knew my stove issue, we were coming back from Walmart and two blocks from my home in a big plastic bag was a stove that was almond colored. It said, free, take me. And had my girlfriend not had that pickup truck, had we not just had so much fun and laughing about that silly stove in the kitchen, and then God just, I felt like that was, I call it a God hug. Yeah. Loved me enough and, and was there for me in that small moment. And it's meant a lot to me, looking back, even as a 52-year-old, it not just witnessed to my heart, but to my girlfriend's also, that he is in the small things. And the big things, I could go on and on and on, from him being the great physician to the comforter to all the blessings he's bestowed that I'm not worthy of, but he is our Abba Father, and he truly, truly does love us. Amen. Yeah. Dana, thank you so much. In those things, those little things that, you know, were a big thing to you. Yeah, I love that. Well. I hope everybody is uh, is being encouraged like we are here. Yeah. You know, as, yeah. we're, as we're in the moment. This is this is one of the best things about being a follower of Jesus. When we talk about community, it's hanging out with each other, mm-hmm. talking about how great God is, sharing our stories. I think these testimonies really are the lifeblood of the church. Let's go to Bradenton mm-hmm. and Carolyn. Hi, Carolyn. How are you? I am blessed and highly favored. Good morning, Curtain Tate. <laughs> Good morning. <laughs> Good morning. We're glad you're with us. <laughs> I'm I'm so happy that I got through. I just wanted to share um a story with you. This was back when I was sixteen years old and um my parents let me go to California with the people that I babysat for. So we're traveling, we're, everything is going good, and we're traveling down Route 66, you know, we're 
were going through the desert now, and there was no other cars around. And all of a sudden, um, we started getting um, uh, smoke coming out of the hood of the car. And we're like, oh, my gosh, what are we going to do? Because we were miles and miles away from anything. And so we prayed, and the Lord sent this little cloud over the hood of our car. Well, it was up, uh, you know, it wasn't right at the, touching it, but it was up. Uh, and we looked up, and it started to rain. And this little cloud followed us to a gas station. It just kept raining and raining to cool it down. And I will never forget that as long as I live. I'm like, the Lord is with us wherever we go. That's it. Be strong and courageous. Do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. And he not cares the, about the tiniest of details. Yes. Not the first time you deployed a cloud either. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Pillar of fire is next. That's right. <laughs> if that's what you need. Oh, that's so awesome. Let's go next to, uh, thanks, Carolyn. Let's go next to Amy in Holiday. Hi, Amy. How are you? Good morning. Thank you for having me on. I want to share a moment that was very small that turned into something very huge for my family. My daughter, when she was very young, would lose her toys or lose her uh, dolly and always would come to me, you know, to find them. And the Lord spoke to me and said, use this opportunity, teach her how to pray so she can identify my voice. Mm. And so now we pray together and I would teach her, we need to pray even over the small things. God will guide us and help us find it. So I'll never forget the first time we sat together and prayed to look for a small item. And she looked at me and she goes, Mom, I heard God's voice. And we went right to the area that he said that the item was in and we found it. And the biggest smile on her face. And now we pray all the time. We belong to a play group. And as the play group grew and the kids got older and older, they would say, Miss Amy, could you help us find this item? And I'm like, we can do it together. We can pray. And then I came up with ASAP, always say a prayer, so I could teach them to pray without ceasing. Now the kids are older and we're taking vacations together, and we are at this location where there's no parking available and everyone's saying, Miss Amy, can you please pray to find a parking space? And I said, but we can do it together. So we all start praying. And out of nowhere, this woman walks up to our car, knocks on the window and says, would you like my parking space? I'm <laughs> oh. about to leave. Oh. So Talk about the my... details. That's perfect. <laughs> so now my little group always says, A-S-A-P, always say a prayer. Oh. I love that. That's sweet. Yeah. Can you see my smile right now? Yeah. You see my Mm -hmm. smile? There's some folks who say, well, God doesn't care about a parking space. Here's here's the deal. He cares about you and what's important to you. Does that mean you're always going to find a parking space right up front? Of course not. But I believe that God shows up not always in this way. He's always with us. Mm -hmm. But when he does, 
He wants us to take note of it and not forget it. See, here's the key. The stories we're sharing right now, we need to remember them. And these folks who are sharing, your brothers and sisters in Christ who are sharing these stories, they haven't forgotten them. They have helped to build their trust in Him. Psalm 32, verse 8, I will instruct you and teach you in the way which you should go. I will counsel you with my eye upon you. That's God speaking to us as believers, his kids. Let's go to Lutz and Harry. Hi, Harry. How are you? Great. The story I have is is kind of twofold. My dad has gotten a urinary tract infection, which is very serious for older people. And I didn't really realize how serious it was. They live in Orlando. I live in, you know, Lutz. And uh, so my wife had been trying to tell me, you need to go out there. You need to go out there and said, I'll be out there tomorrow because he had a real bad night the night before. They did a, uh, they had to do, uh, hook you up that machine to clean your blood out. I can't remember what it's Dialysis? called. Dialysis. Um, Dialysis, yes. Mm-hmm. And he, yeah. it, my mom said it was super horrible, horrid. Mm-hmm. And so the next day I, I went to work. I was planning on, you know, working part of the day, just zipping over there. And uh, in part, my wife called me and said, you need to come now. And so I jumped in my car, I'm driving over there, and she said that um, he had, you know, um, had a real bad reaction, and he, his heart had stopped, but they got it going back in, and they had intubated him. So I'm driving on I-4, which is horrible to begin with, Yeah. and I'm, re- I'm, I'm praying to God that I, I can get there in time and that. And, you know, God reminded me of a time uh, when I was young. And I, I, you know, you, as kids, you wonder, does my, do my parents really love me? Hmm. And I said, so I was a real small kid, maybe five or six. And I said, I wonder, does my dad love me? I wonder if I yelled help. I knew my dad was in the front yard. I was in the back. If I yelled help, would he come to rescue me? And so I yelled help, help, help. And man, my dad came running around that <laughs> corner and he's going, what, what, what? started running because and uh he's he got up you know took a couple steps got me and swatted me in a butt but it was worth it because at that point i knew my dad loved me yes and he was there all you Mm -hmm. did was say help yeah right that is perhaps the shortest prayer we could ever pray Mm -hmm. and yet the most powerful thank you so much my friend for sharing that let's go to billy in saint pete hi billy good morning to you hello good morning Good morning. Great to have you with us. What's your story? Yes, yes. I just want to praise God, you know, because uh, twenty about 20 years ago, uh, my oldest uh, child, my daughter, was uh, got sick, and it's very rare disease that she's like number six in the world, and she was in all children's hospital for a long time. Mm. And I've been absent from work, and I, I sleep at uh, all children's hospital, basically, to watch my daughter. And and I've been absent from work and and we don't have that much money that time, and uh, I asked my sister-in-law to to stop by at my house to grab grab my mail, and then she grabbed the mail and then visited the the house and we got two mails in there that are one is uh, uh, IRS uh, mail, mm-hmm. and because our accountant made a mistake that we all. One thousand two hundred forty on the uh, to IRS, mm. and then there's another mail which is anonymous, 
and but knows me and and another mail money order for one thousand two hundred forty, you know. Hmm. God knows I need exactly what we need, you know. Yes. Uh, yes. Yes. Amen. Billy, uh, thank you for sharing thanks. that. Yeah. Right on time. Sometimes God will let us get to the very, very edge, right? Mm-hmm. He always shows up in time. Uh, but sometimes he really tests you, you know, and that's part of it. He takes you right Stretches up to the edge. us, yeah. That's what about building faith is really all mm-hmm. about. Let's go to Spring Hill and Rita. Hi, Rita. How are you? I was uh, preparing to take, I was sitting to take a advanced registry test for my job that I needed for my job. And I studied and studied and studied all the time through this test. But I was having major anxiety about the test because it was a 75% failure rate on this test. Hmm. So as I was sitting for this test, they're very particular about how they arrange you. There can't be anybody in front of you. There can't be anybody behind you. There can't be anybody next to you. You have to be totally alone. Or there's nobody around you. So as we were waiting for the test to start, I was sitting there with my head in my hand and praying, Lord, I'm not ready for this test. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know why I'm here. I need you please to guide me with this test. And just with that moment, I physically felt a hand on my shoulder. I actually could feel fingers wrapping around my shoulder. And as I whipped around to look to see who that was, there was no one there. So, okay. So I continued to pray. I'm like, all right, Lord, I guess you're with me. Please guide me through the test. Finished the test, got all that done. We have to wait for the test results. So not only did I pass the test, I passed the test with flying colors. Mm-hmm. Look at that. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yay, God, yeah. from beginning to end. Yeah. This has been a really wonderful hour, an mm-hmm. opportunity to just kick back and share these stories. So if you feel like your faith is faltering a little bit today, follower of Jesus, perhaps God is encouraging you through these stories as you're listening. The Lord is near. Take everything to him, everything. He is walking with you. He is closely standing with you. As it says in Proverbs 3, talks about, uh, don't be afraid of sudden fear for the Lord will be your confidence. The Hebrew, the Lord will be your confidence. You know what that really means? The Lord is at your side. And he is. Thanks for listening to Curtin Kate Morning's podcast. Please take a minute to follow, subscribe, and review us. And no matter where in the world you are, you can listen to us live from 6 to 9 a.m. weekdays on the Moody Radio app.